seeing as we have uh, just around a week till Rosh Hashanah, there are, just, there are just so many halachas that I want to get to that the morning shir is just probably not going to be enough because we've got to do Shemitah's Ksofim, which is an interesting halacha which applies in America as well about all your loans being cancelled during Shemitah, which we'll get to in the morning. I also want to get to the idea of sukkahs and the sukkah halachas, the Dalit Minim halachas, there's Yemeki Purim coming up. There's just absolutely tons coming up. This is the time of year where there's just so many halachas and there's so much for us to know. And I do not want you guys to go into Rosh Hashanah without knowing at least some of the halachas, I mean Hogim, that apply in Rosh Hashanah. So I want to spend a couple of times now here, during, before we start the Gemara Shea, going through some of Hilchus Rosh Hashanah. Listen carefully. There will be halachas here that many of you do not know. And if you do happen to know things, then it's Chazara. First of all, we have to know that we are in the middle of Elul. Right? We're bang smack in the middle of Elul. And there is a minig that many people have is to finish the Sefer Tinim twice during Elul. Many people have such a minig. Many are familiar with that minig. They're in Hogim of checking your Tefillin during Elul as well, before Yom and Uron, to make sure Tefillin are kosher again. You don't have to check your tefillin generally, uh, unless you know something happened to it. But uh, some people have a minute to do it during Elul as well. To learn Mishnayis is a big Indian. Why specifically during Elul? For Yom and Arayim, you want to finish the year, you want to make sure you know you start the new year with kosher tefillin, tefillin, you never, you never know, whatever it is. Going to Gedolim, getting brachas, things like that. Also something that people try and do, which Be'ez Hashem, hopefully in the Shiva will also try and do the same thing as well. Now, we started Slichas. Okay, just to give you a few heads up of Inyonim of Slichas, people often skip Ashrei when they come late to Slichas. That's a big, because they think, okay, Ashrei is not really like part of it, like after the Kaddish, then, then the Chashem, you know, then it starts all the Slichas. The answer is it's not really true. It's it, it, very interesting that, where this comes from. This form is put down that the Ikatakono of Slichas is actually Ashrei, and Agav, they did other things, the other Putim as well. So it comes out the Ashrei Chalik of Slichas is a very important part of Slichas that we should try to make sure that we are aware of and we keep and we do. For those of you, even though in the Yeshiva we say Slichas at night, as I mentioned, um, but if you do happen to say Slichas, if you miss the one at night and you want to get one, catch one in the morning, for example, in Chabad or something like that, so then the, in you have to say, Birchas HaTorah before Slichas. Okay, even though you daven after Slichas, Birchas HaTorah is said before. You're meant to say Slichas uh, Bekavon. The Birch Yosef brings, brings down that it's also to say the Yud Gimel Minis without Kavana. Yud Gimel Minis is one of the heights of, the highlights of Slichas, Hashem Hashem. It's a very, very important uh, tefillah, and it should not be, and it's even also, according to many, to say without kavana. You're not allowed to say it on your own. If you have to daven stichas on your own because you've missed yeshiva's minion or whatever, you're not allowed to say, you can, you can say stichas by yourself, that you could do. But you cannot say yud gimomidus on your own. Yud gimomidus is only if it is b'tzibur, it's with a, ten people, unless, one second, it's done with a trop. The trop is how you, know, how you, how you lane, basically, that it is, and then you could do it over there. Go, yeah. Um, the Fasarat Kavanino and the stuff after that. That everything you, you can say about yourself, yeah. That, yeah, you can say about yourself. Everything you can say about yourself. That you can say about yourself, yeah. Vito, you can always say about yourself, right? Um, standing. It's good to stand for the whole Slichos, but for some people it's very, very hard, especially if it goes on, whatever it may be. So at least for Kel Melech Rachamim and Yud Gimaminis and the Vidoy, you stand for, but the rest of it, theoretically, you could actually sit. Okay? Now, I want to mention also something very, very important. Many Bochum ask, like, it's too much. I can't say so much. It takes me too long to say the words. I want to have Kavana. I don't want to just ramble through the words. What do I do? And the answer is, whatever you can say, you say. So you take the first Slicha, for example, and even if everyone else has gone ahead, 
you just say that one slowly at your pace. If you have an article, you can even look at the translation. It's beautiful. When it gets to Hashem, Hashem, then you stop and you, you go with the tzibur at that stage. Okay. Also, you can, you can go to the tzibur of Kamalach, and then afterwards you continue from where you were holding from. Okay. You shouldn't right exactly. Okay. Now I want to move on to erev Rosh Hashanah. Okay. Now I always say about Rosh Hashanah, you know, we're being judged. We're being judged. Do you want to be judged and do something wrong on the day that you're being judged? It's like the day that they're watching you. You know? See, imagine if you go to a... dollars. Um, if you go to a, your first shidduch date. Okay? Your first shidduch date, and you sit down with your future father-in-law, and uh, he starts asking you questions, and he watches how you make a bracha. You're not going to mess up then, right? That's what they used to do. In the olden days in Europe, that's how they did it. What they did is they put things in front of you, and they saw how, how well you knew your brachas. And through that, they forehead you. That was the way of doing it, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. By the way, in those days, they expected Yeshiva Bracham to know halacha. It's not like, you know, ooh, how many tastes do you know? It's, did you know halacha? Because obviously, Yeshiva Bracham knows halacha. Right? You guys, Bracham Shemazerche, you're in the right Yeshiva. And if you know halacha, right? Okay, now. Erev Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi said, listen very, very carefully. Okay? Listen very carefully. Erev Rosh Hashanah. Okay? You with me? Okay. Erev Rosh Hashanah. The Torah brings out Tov Kuf Pei Aleph. Says the Torah, the minute of Ashkenazim is to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Okay, Ali? We don't eat. It's a fast day. We don't serve breakfast on the day in Yeshiva. There's no eating on Erev Rosh Hashanah because according to the Torah, it is a fast day. What is the reason for the fast? Okay? What fast? So we fast? Yeah, sure we fast. Yeah, Erev Rosh Hashanah we fast. That's what, Kali, that's what Kali Yisrael do. That's what Kali Yisrael do. Right? If you came from a place that never heard this before, that's not my problem. You're starting no, to learn things for the very first time. That's beautiful. What a you do it for what's so, called? Till, uh, or something. Oh, very good. You do it till right, 100%. You do it till Chatzos. But I want to tell you like this. There are a few reasons why. Listen very carefully, because if we do something, we like to know why we do it. Okay? Reason number one is because Erev Rosh Hashanah is the last day of the year. If you do tshuva on the last day of the year, it's as if you did tshuva the whole year. So you do tshuva on Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's kid who did tshuva the Gansiyah. Okay? That's number one. Listen to this. Listen to this. Says the Torah, if you do tshuva and you fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's a kapara for a third of all of your Averis. Isn't that unbelievable? A third of all your Averis get, get kapara by the fasting you do on Erev Rosh Hashanah. That is an amazing thing. It's a half a day fast and you don't want to come into Rosh Hashanah fasting. And you daven mincha gedoyla and then you say anenu and then you eat. By the way, the Shachnar brings down that the Slichas on Erev Rosh Hashanah is actually very, very long. It's the longest Slichas that we have. And there are many people that get up very, very early to do that. If you do, the Shachnar brings down to eat or drink before you say the Slichas. Why? Because in, by the Goyim, Lahavdil, by their Yomim Toivim, by their festivals, right, they, um, they also fast on the Erev, apparently. I, I don't know. Apparently that's what they used to do. And therefore we want to show that an Erev of our Chag, we're not, we're not fasting, we're not at the Goyim, and therefore we eat before Slichas. Because it's before Alois, it's before the fast again. Because we want to do Tshuva, we want to have a Kapoor. So that's the reason why we fast. What's that? We do fast? Yeah. In Yeshiva we fast until Chatzois, we dab a Mincha Gedoyla, and after Mincha Gedoyla then we serve lunch, and you eat over there and you say Anenu during a Mincha in that time, okay? So that is Erev Rosh Hashanah in that case. Again, a half a day, and it's very, very important to fast in that case. Let's move on. Okay? Um, shaving. 
Hekats, Erev Rosh Hashanah, before Chatzos. Okay, it's best to do it before Chatzos. If you forgot, the Mateh Fram does allow you to do it after Chatzos, but it's best if you are going to shave or have a haircut to do it before Chatzos. Okay? Um, mikvah. As we know, it's a very, very chosh of Indian to go to the Mikvah. Always, specifically in Erev Rosh Hashanah, Mikvah is a very chosh of Indian. You want to go into the year pure. There's a Mikvah right next door in Chabad, so you don't have to travel very, very far. It's Mabash next door, the next building. There is a Mikvah there, and you should go to the Mikvah. I would suggest going earlier than later, because obviously it gets busy, but the idea is to do that. that mincha, by the way. Mincha and Erev Rosh Hashanah. Just remember, it is the last tefillah of the year. The last one of the year. We all know the last thing of the year. You give it that last knack. The last min- mincha is mincha before Rosh Hashanah is the last mincha. Give it a knack. Make it good. It's a very important thing. Now we wear Shabbos clothing on Rosh Hashanah. Now there's a question. The Gemara Be'etzim asks the Kasha. The Gemara says, why is there, you know, people are eating sudas and having meat and wine. What's this all about? Rosh Hashanah, you meant to be bepachat. You're petrified of the din. How could you do that? You're wearing Shabbos clothes on Rosh Hashanah. You should be petrified. And what's the answer? The answer is with Betuach Badin. That means, yes, there's a certain aspect of Pachad. We are taka scared. We don't know what's going to be. We don't know what type of year we're going to have. But, on the other side of the coin, we, we have Betuachan that the Rabbi Shalom is going to give us a good year. And then we're going to make sure that we have Shabbos clothing on Yont of clothing, we're going to feel good about ourselves, have a shower, we have nice meat, have a kvaldagasuda, obviously not too much wine, we have to make sure we pace ourselves because it is Rosh Hashanah, and we have to be very, very careful. Now, let me get to one last halacha for today, and tomorrow we shall continue. And that is Hattoris Nadarim. Okay? Erev Rosh Hashanah, there's a very chosh of Indian to do Hattoris Nadarim. Hattoris Nadarim is a minig. Shachuvah brings it down as well, an Erev Rosh Hashanah. And there are a few reasons why we do it. First of all, the Gemara tells us that if a person makes a neder and he doesn't keep his neder, it causes a person's children and wife to die when you take upon a neder and don't do it. And unfortunately, a person does take on a neder that you don't even chap. We say, okay, I'm going to do this once a week. You don't even chap. Did you say, Beli neder? No. So that's a basic den of a neder. Sometimes if you do things three times, that's an automatic neder. And if you stop doing it, you mavakal your neder. Okay? It's a very, yeah. It could be a den of a neder. Okay? A lot, a lot of things. Now, yeah, one of the reasons why we do our Torah Zodorim before Rosh Hashanah, don't you know the reason why we do our Torah Zodorim before Rosh Hashanah? No, more than that. More than that. You don't want to come into Rosh Hashanah with all your big chumras, right? Because I've taken upon this, and I've taken upon this, and I've taken upon this. But you haven't even kept me ikad in, right? All of us are familiar with the Arachayim HaKadosh, right? The Heilig Arachayim HaKadosh. So if you look in Parshas Bechu Koisai, the Arachayim HaKadosh has 42 pshatim to explain the first pasuk in the parsha. In Bechu Koisai Telechu, the Arachayim HaKadosh has 42 pshatim to explain pshat. If you look in Parish number... Five out of 42. So he says over there, right? He says over there that before a person takes upon Chumras, he has to keep Me'ikadin. And by the way, it's a very big insight. Before we take upon Chumras, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Very nice. Are you keeping Me'ikadin? Are you doing the main things? And then you get to the extras afterwards. So that's what Torah Saddam is all about. You come to Rosh Hashanah, you want a clean slate. We want to show the Rabbi Hashanah, okay, we've battled all our Nadarim of accepting all these Chumras upon ourselves. Now we're going with Me'ikadin, what's meant to be done. Okay? Now, a person has to realize. A person says, I'm going to the coastal. Right? That's, it could be it's a thin of a nether. Again, like I said, three times you do something. That's why it's always good die for a person to start learning and accustoming himself to say the words, Beli I'm going to the coastal, Motor Shabbos. Beli nether. 
Maybe you won't go. Right? I remember a guy called me up the following Shaila. He was in a Godel's house and the Godel was talking about you know, money for yeshiva and it's so choshev and it's whatever. And he's like, I want to give a million dollars to this yeshiva. He calls me up and says, I don't have a million dollars, right? I don't have a million dollars. Because he said, because if I had a million dollars, I'd give it to your yeshiva, not now. But I don't have a million dollars, right? I don't have a million dollars. What, what should I do? Is that a din of a nether? Now, it's a big problem because machshava, if it's done by hachlota gemura, if you really, really you thought about it, it could be... It. Oh, so that was really the shayla. Was it was, if I had the money, I would love to give you a million dollars or pachas, I want to write a check. Right? So that's what we came out with. But you have to be very, very careful. You have to be very careful. I'll tell you more of the tell you more the Listen to the shayla. No, it's okay because it wasn't hachlota gemura. But I want to tell you more of the A guy once calls me up, okay? He's whispering on the phone. Now, whenever a guy's calling up with a whisper on the phone, it means he's hiding the shayla from his wife. Okay, that, that's the call. That's Which what I've learned. Okay? He's, he's at home, whatever. Anyway, so he calls up. Listen, listen to this shayla. Morachi, you're going to love this, okay? Never he's newly married. What's that? Never you him the first time, or had to repeat himself a couple of times? Uh, no, no, I think I had the first time. <laughs> it was like, you could hear, it was like, you know. Anyway, listen to the shayla. He's newly married, okay? And his wife at that stage was not yet a very good cook. So he would come home and like, oh, what's she going to make today, sort of thing, right? So he, on the way home from Koilal, he'd buy himself a rogalach and he'd buy a bereka, something just to like, oh, you know, tonight he's not going to get some major cuisine, whatever. He'd have like a pre-meal, you know. One time he decided, you know what, I'm having a shawarma. Fat shawarma. I'm a fat shawarma. Comes home. His wife says, Yankala, I've spent the entire day preparing the most beautiful milchik buffet for you. This is going to be amazing. And he's like, oh, one minute, I need the bathroom. And he runs into the room and calls me. Like, what do I do now? Okay? What did you say? So, the magic word, by the way, with many shilas, and we'll teach you every time. No get, we will try to avoid the get, right? Anytime you say shalom bias, that's a big, that's like, oh, oh, okay. Automatically opens many doors, right? Shalom bias, say that. You know? Anyway, so, no, seriously. So what do I do in this situation? He just had a shawarma, he wants to have milk. So, basically what we did was, I'm not going into the whole sugya now, but basically six hours is a din of a netta. It's a clearly sort of a netta, because really the halacha is really you can eat immediately. Oh, I'm not going into it now, because I'm not giving anyone bad ideas. But it's a din of a netta, now breaking a netta is very, very homo. So, in this situation, we allowed him to break his nether, whatever, it was whole, our whole thing. But, I'm just telling you, breaking a nether is very, very, very serious. It really you, is. It's a very, very serious thing. Does that mean you broke a nether? Does that mean you're yeah. sure. No, chas v'shalom. It's a very serious thing. It's a very serious thing. Somebody once came to Reb Chaim Kanievsky for a bracha for a shidduch, and Reb Chaim looked at him and says, which is the posuk of the Mokor, He's like, no, no, maybe I, I came for a bracha for a shidduch. No, he said, and you know how it works over there. The gabba pushes you. Okay, next. It's like what? He went to his rebbe. He's like, what, what, what does that mean? So the rebbe started asking him, like, what, what do you do? So it came out in the conversation that he was makel and he didn't wait six hours after eating uh, meat, and he was makel. So they went back to Chaim and they said, rebbe, okay, we know that you're God and obviously, but how did you know? He said, what do you mean? The Zoya says that if a person doesn't keep six hours after eating meat, he, he has a printed gdi on his forehead. I saw the gdi on his forehead, and therefore I said that. Unbelievable. Rabbi Sai, tomorrow, what I want to discuss... No, if your minute is that way, then it's okay. But anyway, I suggest, you know, there's a great book out there, Kashrus in the Kitchen, or if you're Sfari Kashrut in the Kitchen, you buy that one, it has all the halachas over there. Okay, tomorrow, Rabbi Sai, tomorrow, I want to go through the halachas of eating nuts... 
which is very negay, and the minhagim of the foods that you can and cannot eat on Rosh Hashanah, and the idea of making a shechiyanu, which is also very important. Join us tomorrow, Bissiyat Adishmaya.